calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, everybody. No announcement today, but I did have a quick content warning. This episode deals with some rougher concepts. It may contain some harder to listen to topics of discussion, just as a heads up, um, but it is a really good episode. I think it's one of our stronger ones, and I can't wait to talk to you about it at the end. So hope you enjoy, and thanks so much for listening. Audio. Another one. That brings the total to 47 case files between 1989 and 2015 that are missing pages or have some sort of redacted information in them. Who knows how many files are completely missing. And any mention of an employee actually working at Springfield was nearly wiped clean. I can't even find a single note on the two additional men who died in the accident along with Mike Melba. That means it's 47 mysterious deaths that have gone unaccounted for. How in the hell do that many records go missing? And another thing, all of the files have the exact same handwriting on them, even on the non-pathology-related pages. It looked familiar to me, but I couldn't make it out, so I did some more digging. The signature actually lines up with more recent case files between mid-2017 and early 2018. It turns out that the last pathologist who worked in this position was named Roger Benhoff, and by my best guess, the signature on all these documents looks like an RB with some sort of squiggle. My theory is that the last pathologist was either involved in or enticed to sign these old cases as some sort of cover-up, but I can't find any record to what happened to him or where he went after Springfield. I don't have a good feeling about this. John! Oh, good timing. Crowley, look, there's really important information that I need to talk to you about. I've been compiling data on... What? What's wrong? What's that face for? Audio Media presents How I Died Could you say that again? It's not something I enjoyed saying in the first place. It's for the recording. 
I really don't understand why you keep these things. They're medical records. It's much easier for me to record the procedure talking than it is for handwritten notes. Whatever. So, do you mind starting over again? Amy Hawthorne, 19 years old, found dead in the Springfield Community College swimming pool at approximately 11.45 this evening. Who found her? I was getting to that. You know, these notes of yours would go a lot smoother if you just let people talk instead of asking them questions mid-thought. Crowley, I've never seen you like this before. A couple of weeks ago, you were cracking jokes. Yeah, well, this is an especially shitty day. Yeah, and I'm sorry to make you say all of this again. The campus groundskeeper found her. Says he saw something in the pool when he went to go lock the doors. Found her face down in the water. Damn. Yeah, you can say that again. Are there any leads? You let me worry about that. Come on, Crowley. I need to know what I'm looking for. You're looking for evidence. I shouldn't have to tell you that. You know what I mean. We're looking into the boyfriend, but I need proof before I can arrest him. You're thinking homicide. I'm thinking what I'm thinking. What's it to you? It helps if I know what I'm looking for. Miss Hawthorne was an up-and-coming speed swimmer for the college team. I don't believe she'd drown accidentally. (sighs) So we need to figure out how she ended up in a pool with only her shirt on. And who's responsible for it. Exactly. Crowley, why, uh, why the boyfriend? It's always from someone you trust. As mentioned, the victim was found only wearing a top. I'll obviously be doing an external exam before testing the water in her lungs, which I'm sure we'll find. External exam? Yeah. Unfortunately, in these cases, it's standard. You can hear me? I can, and I'm so sorry for what happened to you. Am I a ghost? Yeah, you're a ghost. Good. What? Why is that good? You didn't... You didn't drown yourself, did you? No. (sighs) Yeah, that's what I thought. Do you... Do you remember what happened? Yes. Um, I don't want to make you relive it, but could you give me a little bit more info than that? No. All right, then. I understand, honestly. I'm just going to have to figure all of this out on my own. Wait, wait, wait. What are you doing? I'm doing the physical exam. No, you don't have my permission. If you're not going to help me here, I... I need to do this. Stop. I have to do it even without your permission. The victim shows bruising around the collarbone. You don't have my permission. You don't have my permission. There are scratches on her arm and upper chest. (sighs) Damn it, I, I can't do this. Amy. Amy, listen. I'm not gonna touch you, okay? I I just need you to talk to me. That's it. I'm not talking to you. You're all the same. Can you give me a name, Amy? Who did this to you? Please just let me disappear. Please just let me disappear. You know... Amy, trust me, I, I get the feeling of wanting to disappear. Stop it, you don't know. No, I... I definitely don't know exactly, and... 
I wish nobody had to, but... When I was a kid, I, I always wanted to be like a superhero with the power of invisibility. Not just to be able to make myself disappear, but to make other people be able to disappear too. And looking back on it, I, I realized that it was just my way as a kid to... Just the way of dealing with the fact that I knew that my dad was... He was hurting my mom. Nothing happened. I died. That's it. One night when I was maybe five or six years old, I wandered in their room. I saw him on top of her with his hand over her mouth. You don't know anything. And I will never forget the way that she looked at me. She was furious and terrified, but not for herself. It was... It was like that she was scared for me, for me being there and seeing that as a kid. She tried to push him off her, and I ran back into my room and covered my ears. After that, I, I didn't see her for a day or, or two. Where did she leave? I thought so. Or looking back at it, I, I can imagine that she just didn't want me to see what she looked like. Then she showed back up like nothing was wrong. She was pretending. My mom was a strong lady. She just seemed so happy to see me, and then... And my father... That's when he started beating me just like he'd beaten her. Just a little at first, and then... It got worse over the next few months. Why didn't anyone stop it? Why didn't your mom stop it? I wondered that too. I... I yelled at her. I cried with her and she talked to me to try to explain what was happening. And it wasn't until much later that that son of a bitch was finally arrested. You can't just try to connect with me by telling me something like Amy, that. I am not trying to trick or manipulate you. I swear... I'm not saying I know what it's like to go through what you must have gone through. Stop it. But I watched it happen to someone. I watched it take away the, the person that I loved. But then I finally also watched when that fucker was taken out of our house in handcuffs. That actually made my mom happy. Nothing will make me happy. Maybe not. Maybe nothing will. But I am telling you right now that these people, the ones who hurt others, they don't stop when their victim is gone. They move on to the next one until someone breaks the pattern. You can help break that pattern. You think he'd hurt someone else? I do. I know it. Was it your boyfriend? No. A relative? No. Come on, Amy. Please. I don't want to think about it, okay? I know you don't. I wish you didn't have to. I wish I didn't have to ask you these questions, but I don't want what happened to you to happen to anyone else, and I'm sure you don't either. It was Coach Matthews. Someone you trusted. Yeah. Our swim team coach. At first, he just talk to me after the meets. 
then he came into the changing room one day while I was getting changed and I yelled and it stopped for a while and then take your time then he asked if I was fucking my boyfriend and said if I was giving it up why not just give it to him too and it escalated do you need me to say it yes he fucking and I thought that was as bad as it would get but after he said he wanted to go to dinner and I told him to piss off and that I was going to the cops and that's how I ended up in the pool Jesus Christ you happy now? of course not I'm not happy this is a terrible fucking thing that happens yeah well that son of a bitch is he's gonna go to jail is that supposed to make me feel better? I... I don't know. You might feel better, but I'm still dead. I'm the one whose life is over because of this asshole, and you get to go on living. And that's not fair. No, it's not. I know, but... Just don't! No buts. It's over. I'm so sorry. I don't want pity. It is not pity. Then what is it? I... I don't know. It's sadness. It's frustration. It's utter shit. That something genuinely good in this world gets replaced with something like this. You don't even know me. I know that you weren't afraid when you were alive, and that you shouldn't be afraid now. I'm not afraid. Good. Then let's get the evidence to put this asshole behind bars. What happened with your mom? It wasn't until I was put in foster care that I realized... Realized what? My dad... My fucking father... Had killed my mom that night. That night I walked in on them in the bedroom. Something got out of hand and he... Killed her. And he threw her body away like a piece of garbage. And then... She showed back up to me. She was a ghost too. Yeah, the first one I'd ever seen, or at least the first one I remember seeing, and I had no idea. I talked to her for almost a year before I realized that she was really gone. And so you were really left alone? Yeah. She stuck with me for a while, but yeah. She couldn't stand it, and I I don't blame her. Being in limbo and not being able to do anything, not being able to to hug me or protect me from anything. We decided together, a little after my seventh birthday, that it was time for her to move on. But this isn't meant to be about me. It never was. It's about putting the people that do this a place where they can never do it to anyone else. I'm going to use the kit, and if you want to look away, I understand. No. I want to watch. I want him to go to jail. Oh, he will. Trust me.
This was an important episode to me, and I think it was an important episode to a lot of people who were involved in making it. Obviously, stuff like this is just terrible, and it's nothing that people want to talk about, but it might be something that people need to talk about. Stuff like this happens all the time, and part of the reason that I wanted to put this episode together and put this show together in general was to raise awareness about certain topics and things that, you know, need to be talked about. Even though we're a fiction podcast, I think we can have a message when it comes to this stuff. And and part of the goal was just to kind of always give a voice to the victim when it came to telling their story. So hopefully we achieve that with this one. And if you know anyone who's been through anything like this, my sympathies go out to both you and them. This episode was definitely one of the hardest ones to put together in terms of everyone acting in it and, you know, trying to get the tone right. Um, I hope we did a good job with it. I feel like everyone's performance here was was really spot on um i think we hit home with a lot of the emotional stuff and uh you know hopefully you learned a bit about not only john's background but about how everyone in this world kind of handles these things uh, you know you hear from crowley in the beginning and how angry and frustrated she is and i think that's i think she needs to be so uh i'm sorry it is kind of a sombering episode but i i think it was a very real one and i hope you enjoyed it uh thank you so much for listening and as always we're going to get into the credits how I Died is an audio media original production, co-starring Vince DiGianni as John Spacer and Shayna Waring as Sheriff Fran Crowley. This episode featured an amazing guest performance by Amanda Friedlander as Amy Hawthorne. Audio editing and sound design was done by Vince DiGianni with mastering by Alexander Mark. Sound effects and foley provided by freesound.org are created in-house at Audio Media. The How I Died theme song was created by Mike Lynch at silentmikemusic.com. And special thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. Without you guys, we wouldn't be able to continue making this awesome show and providing the additional content that we have. So we really appreciate not only your listens, but also your support. Thank you to Amanda Friedlander, Amy Smith, Andrew Cratchwell, Austin Faust, Curtis Montalbano, Elliot Waddingham, Elizabeth Jakovic, Eric Howell, Jessica E. Guillero, Katie Nelson, Lauren Lynch, Marcus Smith, Marsha Maggie, Michael Lynch, Nathan Boyce, Alla Small, Ray Snoke, Roe Thorne, Ryan Koenig, SK Pac-Man, and Teresa Waring. Check it out, patreon.com slash howidied. Thank you again for listening, and until next episode, try not to die. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing 
to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.